Blog Talk Radio. how it's starting. <clears throat> so how's your life? Oh, fuck. Oh, shoot. What just happened there? There's a catastrophe averted. What did you avert? Uh, I almost spilled my bowl. <laughs> Well, geez, <laughs> you're a, it's fantastic. You're able to avert that controversy. Like we're we're unable to avert every other fucking catastrophe in our lives. <laughs> but as long as the ball remains intact, that's great. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm just uh, sitting back having um, a couple shots of whiskey. Well, <laughs> I thought you didn't well, we drink anymore, motherfucker. Huh? I, I don't know. You want to call anymore. this fucking whiskey and weed or something like that. So here we are, the Whiskey and Weed <laughs> podcast. And oh, yeah. uh, you're yelling at me for drinking the supposed whiskey I'm supposed to be drinking. And uh, and then for, you know, a, a casual heroin relapser to be telling me. <laughs> and it's that if I was say I was drinking whiskey, that would be a bad thing. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm uh, <clears throat> babysitting my mother's dogs, and uh, they're just Your dogs. They're creepiness. What, what did I say? Mom's sitting my babysitting. Oh, <laughs> well, it is like babysitting, it, you know, it's almost as successful. I've almost killed both of them accidentally. So pretty much on par with how I'd be doing if I was babysitting. Um, but yeah, now I've noticed. Okay. So they're working together. There's a fence and I was thinking the hey, little one was digging the hole. Can, wait, I have a question. Can we call your mom and you tell her one of the dogs got out and ran away? No, we can't. There would, there, it wouldn't even be remotely funny. Very 1996 comedy. 
I mean, we might as well just like call up a Korean baker and harass him for the hell of it, you know. So, we are in 2020. That type of radio oh. humor is uh, passe. But I am like I'm watching um, the big dog dig the hole, and then the little dog escapes. I'm getting the whole like what's going on here. And then the big dog comes in, barks at me that the little dog escapes. And it's just, I think at this point, it's just a game for them. And there she goes. Uh. But it's all fun and games until this little dog. Oh, this is exactly what they're doing. All right. Well, anyways, uh, what's going on in your life? Um, nothing. Still sad in my life. Well, I mean, it's a, uh, it doesn't have to be a permanent condition. Well, Feels like it does. <laughs> All right, and so we're going to wrap up on that note. Uh, James is sad and lonely. I'm uh, in a terrible position no, having to do watch. A show. Huh? I'm going to do a show. Oh, are you? All right. Yeah. Well, uh, stiff upper lip it. Let's let's uh, hit me with something. Um. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> we might be the worst co-hosts that have ever attempted to do a fucking podcast. And it's not for one of trying. This is an experiment in the making. For uh, Okay, and here's the thing, James. We the the, the clock is ticking. I'm literally uh going from paycheck to paycheck. I cannot get another uh, amount of money taken from my from my fucking account. Okay. So we <laughs> what you're saying like, I like that okay. <laughs> you're saying like not in front of the neighbors. <laughs> I understand we're divorcing, but we gotta fucking keep up appearances. <laughs> I tell you what, I do listen to podcasts and I hear people say things like this. Oh my goodness, this is so much fun. I'd almost I'd almost do it for free. And I'm I feel like I'm listening to a sane, intelligent person. But when you're paying to do it, <laughs> no, I, no one would do that. You'd have to be actually <laughs> mentally unstable. Put yourself in a position where you're paying to do a podcast that isn't even, quite frankly, all that good or fun. <laughs> so we need to like maybe like re- <laughs> reevaluate this. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's fucking terrifying. And then I say, okay, well, you want to do a podcast. You want to do a podcast. Well, what do you want to talk about? And then you have absolutely nothing to talk about. So, uh, you know, really, there isn't much to talk about. I feel like I'm a better rebounder. Like, I need somebody to lob them up to me and I'll catch them and throw them back down. Is that what you feel? I wish I could fucking buy one of those uh, basketball machines and aim it at your fucking head. 
And just fucking <laughs> basketball after basketball would bounce off your fucking head. <laughs> Do they even make those? I don't know. I think I'm thinking of tennis balls. But they should make them yeah. for basketballs as well. <laughs> because, my God, I, I don't know. Like, every once in a while, I tell you what, in, in the history of our um, various podcast ventures, I will be on a tremendous role in, in – uh, lob the ball to you and you're somewhere like in concessions or you're taking a piss or I don't know what the fuck you're doing. So that's not fair. It is fair, Rock. <laughs> it's not fair. Um, I feel like I'm watching. Well, you're, 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 what, say that again? Ask me what I'm watching. Okay, well, what are you watching? Uh, I am currently watching How the Universe Works, Episode 2, Megastorms. Megastorms, okay. So by the end of the... By the end of the series, you'll understand completely how the universe works? Yeah. Guaranteed your money back. (laughs) <laughs> you will be at, you will be positively thrilled to die after that you know when you totally understand what's going on and you know. <laughs> like every episode you start with we really don't have we, we've got some ideas but we really don't fucking know <laughs> the end <laughs> each one's like like six, six seconds long <clears throat> So what about the, what, do you, what have you learned about the megastorms, or is it megastars? Um, Jupiter has some pretty big ass storms. Okay, it's like maybe first one is like Uranus, maybe or Uranus, and to Uranus or. Uh... <laughs> Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> or Neptune. But it has like... Man. It's like... They have storms? Yeah. <coughs> well, I think the question is, are there... Um, public transportation systems up to the storms, like, or does it shut everything down? Well, In Pluto and Uranus. <laughs> do, do, do they just now say Uranus so that you don't have to, like, giggle every time they say Uranus? <laughs> Is that the way that's working? Yeah. Someone just made a, uh, a decision, like, five years ago. No, it's Uranus. <laughs> Well, I was trying to make a joke, but uh, you know, it fell flat. I was, you know, I was actually lobbing a basketball at your head, <laughs> and once again. <laughs> but <sighs> well, that all sounds fascinating, James. Anything else you learned about? I'm the sorry, Ra, I can't joke around about astronomy. I was almost going to be an astronomer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
sorry. In that case, I, I did not realize it meant that much to you. <laughs> what do you think like about astrology? One, I was like one semester away from being a certified astronomer. Are you joking? <laughs> no. Yes, you must be. <laughs> <You're>, really? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. <laughs> You look up at the this sky. I go back. I mean, I, like, at this point in my life, what's going on? Don't you think I'd go back to school to finish that last fucking semester and get my astronomy degree? I don't know. Maybe you're burnt out. I don't know. I, I just picture you because you kind of do look like Galileo right now. But like, if if you if like you're the James the James version of Galileo, it would be like you'd be staring up at the sky, but it would be during the day, and you'd go blind. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean that that's any other nuggets of. Uh, Wisdom you gained from the uh, what was the first episode about? Because to be honest with you, um, storms on Earth, foreign planets don't really interest me. First episode. Was... Okay, my... okay. What? What? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just got an urgent uh, breaking episode, news feed that. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. The first episode is volcanoes. Volcanoes? Yes. And we know what causes them. It's a lack of um, being fed virgins. So, yeah. I mean, what? I understand that. Well, there just aren't a lot of versions over, like, 11 these days. <laughs> I know, exactly. Hey, it's because I've, I have always felt the left has been pro-volcano. And so they sexualize, you know, sexualize these young kids because they want to see the volcano erupt. And there you go. You know, we're screwed. Because it's a very... It's, it's, you know, you've got a, a very Wait, narrow window. That real, honestly, that really sounds like something the right would do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> but, yeah, but seriously, though, you do have a very narrow window of, uh, you know, like the, a real virgin. Because you can't call, like, someone who hasn't had puberty a virgin. They're just prepubescent. But once you have hit puberty, you know, and you have the ability to ovulate and have a child, uh, it's a very narrow window where you can find those people who haven't had sex and throw them in the volcano. Do they have had to ovulated? That's what I would think. Right? I mean, otherwise you could just throw babies. But they're always throwing like a... A potentially uh, someone that you would want to uh, deflower is the person they used to uh, throw in the volcanoes. So, I don't know. I was just thinking the same thing. Like, why didn't I just throw, like, girl babies in there? 
Because, like, you're not even really faster than <laughs> I mean, we all have great minds think alike. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it, the answer to your question is China has very few active volcanoes. You can look it up. <laughs> they just toss the girl babies in there. <laughs> it's just like a, oh God, uh, every girl baby is just part of, like, a volcano, um, an anti-volcano eruption assembly line. <laughs> My God, these, uh, these dogs. What? So, anyways, uh, I just got a breaking news alert that um, Joe Biden has made his cabinet all female. Really? Yeah. Wow. Should we celebrate wow. out on the streets? <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait till like, uh, oh, Jesus Christ! I can't wait until um, every single aspect of my life is uh, legislated and frown- or frowned upon, or legislatively frowned upon. But this is what's going to happen. And you got Here's the thing: I am a Democrat. I've been a lifelong Democrat. I've noticed this movement started with fucking Al Franken. It's, it's literally women are just trying to take over the Democratic Party, and they've staged this coup where they've got this old guy. They couldn't fucking win the votes. And so they've got this guy that they're going – who's just a patsy at this point. And they're going to have him nominate an all-female uh, White House staff and then Baker Act him essentially as a president so that Kamala Harris is president – and I know I sound like uh, a Fox News watcher, but what the fuck? When you see something unfolding before your eyes in real time, can you be called a conspiracy theorist? Um, what do you think is unfolding in front of our eyes? <laughs> <laughs> you think that, like, the fact that, uh, the, yes. The, the Democratic so Party like has been to the presidency and then resign and make Kamala Harris president. Well, they're going to resign him because they're going to pull what was it, the Fifteenth Amendment, that you know he's not going to be stable to work. So after he does all this legwork to make sure that all these women are put in these positions of power, um, then it's just going to be this weird uh, three or two year period where every person in the White House is female. And um, that's a coup. Where they're gonna, like, it really is. It just happens to be a gender coup. But it's it's fucking bizarre. You know, it's not because I don't like women. I just think that like the whole thing is like you're, we're we're watching it unfold in front of our eyes. Are you gonna watch Fox News? No. You know what? In fact, I have not watched any news for um, years because I don't have television. I watch a couple things on uh, the internet. Um, Wait, nothing so too far right or too from? far left. I'm just saying, if you follow what's going on, this is what's going on. I mean, so whatever. Wait, is this your own I mean, theory? I think at this point it is, but I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I'm not aping someone else's theory, but I just got this breaking news that you know his entire cabinet is female. I might be wrong about that. You might need to check that out. But I just saw it like flashing from my screen. I get updates, you know, from 
VAP or whatever. Is Joe Biden's entire cabinet female? Expected cabinet. What? Expected cabinet or whatever. What? Me? Yeah. Oh, I just said his expected cabinet. Okay, so apparently you have the fucking, like, dial-up internet from 1992 that you're working with. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Like, you like, I know that if I had a computer in front of me, I could come up with that answer in literally split seconds. I do have a computer in front of me, but I'm doing it on my phone. So this thing from Politico it says meet the contenders for Biden's cabinet. Okay, so that's uh, just look up breaking news. Hold on, I can do this too. Let's see, Biden twists ankle. Oh, that's breaking. That is breaking news because that could be um, the start of his uh, death. So they think for the Secretary of Defense going to be Michelle Florney. Who the fuck she is. Secretary of State. Ambassador Susan Rice. That's two chicks. Justice is a dude. DHS. I know what that is. Oh, Department of Homeland Security is a dude. HHS. That's a chick. Transportation is a dude. It's like half and half, dude. It's not mostly chicks. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine then. Okay. I do, well, we need to blame the news alert I got and not... Uh... Not the person who just parrots it without doing the research. <laughs> Whatever, go fuck yourself. Let's see. All these are one day ago. I want breaking news. Are you still looking this shit up, man? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, uh, you know, leave me somewhere else. Okay, now I'm just going out of something that's five years ago. Well, whatever. I'm sure it'll be a healthy cabinet. Um, what 
What else is going on? Mm, not much. All right. Well, I think it's we should be wrapping it up. We're at a respectable no. 24 minutes. <laughs> we don't have anything to talk about. We have literally nothing to talk about. Evening tornado touched down in Arlington, Texas. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds like a very Texan thing to happen. Yeah. You know, the tornadoes are always touching down over there. I drove uh, through Texas one time, and they've got those things called dirt devils. Have you ever driven yeah. through Texas? It's a harrowing experience. No, I drove to Arizona, though. And but not Texas. But not Texas? So they have Where were you driving to? What? Yeah, okay, okay, all right. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, so, like, you're driving, and there'll be just, like, swaths of, like, 300 miles where there's nothing on either side of you except for these little mini wind tornadoes, and it's very apocalyptic. I understand why Texas is so fucked up, because it isn't like any other... Uh, part of the union in any way. Just like, you okay? <laughs> I like, you just sound like you're hacking up a lung. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, driving through Texas is, uh, it's scary at first because you're intimidated by, at least I was, of, you know, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, you know what I mean? And if you were, like, say, driving through Georgia and you had seen the deliverance, you might think, oh, you know, I hope that, you know, I'm not uh, somehow attacked by, uh, you know, deep southern uh, Appalachian rednecks who are going to rape me or something like that. Um, Yet, and then when you drive through Georgia, you go, oh, my God, my fears have been completely assuaged because... This is obviously not the fact. It's a beautiful state, blah, blah, blah. When, if you have similar fears going into Texas, Texas not only reaffirms those fears, but dials it up by like eight points. So you're driving through as fast as you can. I need to get out of this motherfucker because this is, shit is weird. Uh, so like halfway through, and we, I, we were just doing, uh, what's the one? Is it I-75 that goes through the country or that's Florida? I-95 or... I-75 is the one that goes through the country. Well, it goes through Florida. I-75 does. So maybe it's then... Yeah, I-75 is the fucking interstate we used to live by. Okay, so it's I-95 that goes from um, the East Coast all the way to the West Coast then. Yeah. yeah, Okay. So if you just just drive that... That can't be right because... Odd-numbered interstates have to run the same direction. Okay, well, it's but it's no, it's clearly like a famous I. Uh, 75, 95. But at any rate, if you take the major interstate that drives you through Texas, 
it is right. you see all the worst all the worst of Texas. And then uh this was years ago. But me and Jen were driving through Texas and um we, you know, after about like, because you drive through it for two days almost. And so at one point we go, well, Jesus Christ, we're hungry and there hasn't been anything. Like literally, you have to fill up your gas tank anytime you see a gas station. Otherwise, you can be fucked. <laughs> and so, uh, so we're driving and we see this thing. It says diner. And we're like, all right, well, we'll pull off here. Uh, so we go into the diner, James. It, if if this if it was from cinema, you would think, oh, this is so fucking awful and cliched. What a terrible movie! They have absolutely no imagination, because it was literally like from a movie. The fucking waitress is like, she comes up and she's like missing a finger and she's smoking a cigarette and she's like, we got good chili. And we're like, okay, we'll take a couple of chilies. And then we look around, and everyone in this diner was missing an appendage of some sort. <laughs> One guy was missing an arm, and I'm not joking about this at all, or embellishing in any way, shape, or form. One guy was missing an arm. The waitress was missing a finger. And one dude, like three booths over, was missing an ear. <laughs> it's like, how do you fucking, what, could, how could you possibly lose an ear? <laughs> I mean, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, how does that even happen? It's not like it happens in a cotton gin accident. Or like, <laughs> I was trying to listen to the, um, the, the, the uh, fan or like I don't know how something like that could happen I was <clears throat> I'm sorry I forgot to mute you you should pardon me to, uh, but I forgot to mute you I'm sorry I'm seeing um, uh, okay well <laughs> You're muting yourself. So you saw that, like, that fits to uh, that movie guy. <laughs> the guy that did um, all those crazy movies, like Cohen, the Cohen Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is, like, the experience would seem, um, like, bereft of any creativity and absolutely cliched if it was a scene in a movie, but it just happened to be a scene out of our private lives. You know what I'm saying? And so Texas is fucked up. It really is a strange place to live. And I don't know. I did just recently. When did I live in? I never lived in Texas. I'm just saying, I imagine it would be a strange place to live or strange people. live Uh, there. I don't know. Have you ever even been there? Yeah, several times. Oh, my God, James. It's almost impossible talking to you. <laughs> I've been talking to you for fucking 25 minutes about driving through Texas. What are you? Are you just functionally brain dead? <laughs> Wait. Hang on. That was hurtful. Um, no, I knew that's what you said, but I didn't understand, like, why you kept going down to Texas. It's not that I kept going. I've just been there a couple times. And then I've been there more recently. And uh, the the drive that we took from El Paso up through Texas, going through Houston, was actually, it was less of a uh, terrifying experience. It seemed very modern and up-to-date. So I just, it's an uh, amendment to what I was saying before. 
Houston is fucking crazy. I mean, it, a lot it of reminded me. Well, there's a lot of everything in Houston. It's like the fourth largest city, and if you drive through it, it seems like um, it, it just it's very, very impressive because you drive through it for about 20 minutes. I mean, it's so fucking built up. It's crazy. And I mean, like, with skyscrapers and every other thing. Um, I just can't believe we don't do more, like, filming out there because it's just an impressive place to look at. So you've been following uh, any uh, professional football this year? Uh, I just been watching some games here and there. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> we covered that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been down on sports ever since the Yankees lost in the playoffs. Oh, hold on. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's such a drag that uh, your team that wins the fucking championship every four years might lose something. Oh yeah, so you're down on sports. Yes. I mean, you're one of those guys that, and this is just another thing that irritates me about you. Although you know I love you, is um, you're just a fair weather type fan, and you pick the the teams that are statistically have the greatest odds of success to be a fan of. <laughs> you know what I mean? You always have. And then true. you pretend like you're a fan, like you were. Yes, because they were always good. They were never not good. They always were at least no, but, like but once every 10 years, you want a fucking pennant. I liked the Yankees. I'm talking, I used to watch the Yankees when I was like five, six years old. I didn't know what good and bad was then. I just know I like no, no one's saying no. No one's having a discussion of good or bad. Of course, you knew what was good or bad because you liked them because they were winning. Are you fucking kidding me? You didn't understand the idea of winning and losing games when you were fucking six years old. You did so much no, that did, at six you turned your back on all of the sports teams from Indianapolis and became a Giants fan. <laughs> and that's the whole point of what oh, I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> or whatever on, you are. Second, no, no, of hey, course. Oh, who's the team? So, yeah, so you're either hold like on. a Cowboys or Steelers fan. Yeah. Hello? Hello. 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 What the fuck just happened? This is on the phone. Who? Say who it is. Who? Hey, say who you are. I'm 
Siri, your virtual assistant. Uh-huh, you Siri, you dumb bitch. Hello? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to get you to say who you are. Why? Because Rhett doesn't know who you are. Who doesn't know? Rhett, you're on the air now. I'm on the air? Yes. Oh, don't put me on the air. How can I be on the air? Huh? Who is this? <laughs> is, this is this the prostitute? Who is it? Who are we talking to? Oh, how you doing, darling? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. This is this is Bar- James's ex Barb, right? Who the fuck are you? Oh my goodness! Thank God it's not the prostitute. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> what what kind of cockamamie scheme are you up to? Fucking calling Barb, drawing her into this bullshit. Are you kidding me? Who called me? Oh, she called you. Okay. So anyways, Barb, let me tell you um, what's going on in our James and my my relationship. Okay. So the, as you know, um, this fucking podcast is like the Titanic, right? And so (laughs) I saw that months ago and grabbed a fucking life preserver. Okay. And so, but, but somehow against my better judgment, right? Three months ago, James goes, we have to do a show, but I can't pay for it. Can you pay for it? I go, he goes, I paid for the last three months. I go, well, okay, I guess I can do it. This is only going to be a one-time payment. And he goes, yes. And he goes, I need your credit card number. And I go, James, this is really making me uncomfortable because I know your history of taking advantage of every person that's ever met you. And he goes, no, 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 I promise. I promise it'll be okay. So um, fast forward to three months later, and I've been charged like $125 for every fucking month. And it was supposed to be a three-month thing. So, like, I'm, I'm so angry at him. I'm $375 in the hole, and he's pretending like it's not happening. And, and so one of the reasons I started well, – hold on, hold on one sec. I, just, I, I need to get this off my chest. One of the reasons I started doing this podcast again is so that I can just remind him every day, you have to get my fucking credit card information out of this shit. And yet I realize that I'm going down the same road and he's just going to giggle his way through me getting charged another $125, but I don't have the fucking money. You know what I'm saying? I owe. Yeah. $325, I, I get it. I can't even tell you how much money I'm out because of this guy. <laughs> it, hurts, <doesn't> it? <laughs> it does, but yeah, the, the, the thing is, just, it's no big issue, and he glances over it, and he promises and promises, and I'll never do it again, and he. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you just hang up on her? Oh, okay. I thought he hung up on you. Aren't you Aren't you glad you put me on air? I have so much I can say. Let's talk about everything. <laughs> yes, let's, because... Okay, here's the thing uh, about now now that it's over and you guys are just friends, we need to talk about the um, in intimate details, the not only the betrayal, but the stupidity of the betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> How long is this show? Uh, as long as you need to, uh, as long as you're burying him. That's fine. <laughs> we can go. We can go till like uh, midnight. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. But man, oh man, I'm sorry that happened. But I'd like to remind you, Red, that there were a couple mm-hmm. of shows where we talked about how James wanted my credit card. <laughs> and Wait, she was like, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to. Oh, this is awful because I can't hear you clearly. There were a couple of shows where what? Oh. Where we were talking about the fact that James wanted my credit card for something, and it was only like $10 a month. And And you said no, or you were angry that he. Yeah, and the reason why is because this dude will do so many crazy things, and I know it's not just going to be $10. It's, it's always going to be, yes, you're always going to be punished for in any way, shape, or form trusting him. <laughs> yeah. James, we say right. out of love. But <laughs> and what kind of sociopath just want, would actually want you on the air so he could say these things about him? I mean, he's just absolutely out of his mind. <laughs> I don't know why you'd put me on the air. It's almost like if James was in a divorce proceeding where the wife was uh, accusing him of molesting the children, and he goes, let's put her on the air. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> I know, I know, I feel the way because he does have. The, I do like the giggle. I mean, you got to. It's all. It's there's. It's almost has a, me, a mess. A I can't say it. Mesistophelian allure to it, where you just hear him giggle and you go, ah, you know. But then, but then when you really think about it, it you just have to go back to, oh, he must be a total sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're getting a little heavy. You're not absolutely ruined, are you? Uh, financially, yeah. Financially. I oh, really, financially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well I mean, years did and it, years. 
<laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. I just, uh, it, it just say, um, yeah, it's just a glimpse into um, our our friend and um, the ruin yeah. that essentially follows him around every aspect and area of his personal life. <laughs> <laughs> supernatural presence surrounding you then if you don't do it intentionally. (laughs) (laughs) It would be like if they were like local man uh, found uh, stabbing a wife and six children with scissors says, I didn't do it intentionally. You guys are breathing down my shoulder about the seven murders. <laughs> I don't understand why you're making such a big deal out of it. I told you I'd never do it again. I love you. Yes, exactly. But what's the big deal? <laughs> why? Yeah, why are you breathing down my neck? Yes. Well, <laughs> I think it's Barbie. <laughs> it's great to hear your voice again, well. though. Essentially, what you've gone through mind, on a platonic. Uh, in my uh, mind, uh, Barb, like we would have been making money off of this show by now. Yeah, but we won't well, because it's helps. not. It's. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm thinking somehow I'm I've lost a lot of money when I'm trying to struggle to pay rent. <laughs> to talk to James and then listen to this, I go to James. James goes, okay, so we started doing the show. We've done one episode, right? And I go, maybe I can do like one or two a week. And then every day he texts me and he goes, uh, he goes, hey, call me. It's super important. And that's, that will be the first text. And then he goes, and then he goes, call me. It's urgent. And then he goes, why aren't you calling me? What? I told you that this is, this is a very, very important thing that I need to discuss. So after I got like six of those messages yesterday, and I call him back, and I go, um, so what's the urgency, James? And he doesn't even have a response. He goes, uh, how are you doing? And I go, James, you're just a fucking boy who cried wolf all the time about everything. I know. And so, so and Barb, tonight I said to him. <laughs> and and oh you, here's the thing, Barb, is I told – So, Barb, I told him tonight, I said, if anyone were to look at our text exchanges, it would seem like fatal attraction. And then he has the nerve to say to me, well, who am I, the boy or the girl? (laughs) I go, who do you fucking think? 
You're fucking Alex Winter. You're fucking Glenn Close. You were the fucking maniac who's stalking me. I'm always going to be there for you unless you need a ride to the airport or anything like that. I can't help you move. <laughs> if you need money, forget that. Um, but I will give. <laughs> how about paying me back the thousands of dollars you owe me? How about, how about you be there for me like that? I will work on that. I can't do it all at once, but I'll work on that. Okay. James, you you really made a mistake inviting her onto this show. (laughs) The fact that you're absolutely, the fact that you're absolutely and utterly defenseless is almost making me sad, except it's not. (laughs) Oh, man. You guys are both, I just want to say this, you guys are both huge dicks. Oh, no, that's your response? <laughs> Are we making you sad? <laughs> We're making him sad. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. But right, Barb, well, are you guys going to be... Well, what? Hello? Uh-oh. Barb just what? careened into a ravine. Oh, okay. Are you guys going to be, like, uh, unfriendly? Like, are you going to talk to him from time to time and all this? I've been talking to him. I just don't know how I'm supposed to uh, heal from everything that has happened while I'm talking to him. So I don't know what the best thing for me is. Um, So she she's just going to fall madly in love with me again. It's going to be the same shit all over. Except for this time, it'll be much nicer. Um, my oh, my God. You me. can't even make a... Well, holy shit, James. That was the worst fucking endearment I've ever heard in my life. Uh, yes. <laughs> what? Yes. That was the worst endearment towards a, rom- a romantic, uh, you know, a proposition I've ever heard in my life. I quote you. You said, if it happens again, it'll be the same old shit. I'll do it all over again, except this next time it'll be nicer. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to catch on as fast. Well, you know, I think James is a person that you should always keep in your life as a reminder <laughs> I, don't mind, I don't mind just being your friend if you promise me that you're never ever going to date anybody again. What? 
Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, don't I don't mind just being your friend if you could promise me that you're No, she heard you the first time, James. Stuff. She just couldn't comprehend what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, I mean, um, I think that I, I think that uh, Barb probably needs to emotionally move on from the wreckage of whatever it was the two of you had. I, <laughs> <laughs> and she needs to find some kind of uh, permanence you know, in her life uh, that you just could never, ever, ever provide. Well, it sounds to me like, uh, here's the thing. It sounds to me like if, if James could say something like, hey, I'm going to prove myself in one year, you know, um, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go yeah. out and date or, you, sh- you know, you shouldn't go out and uh, occasionally have casual sex or whatever your inklings are. But I think it's absolutely um, insane for him to say um, that you just can't date anyone um, and then we can be friends. <laughs> There's more to this re- moving relationship okay, so than listen, that. Let's talk about this. This is just... First of all, nobody's really fucking anybody, all right? What? But nobody's railing anybody. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, you're not, and I think he's talking about sex. He's saying that I'm not having sex, and she's not having sex yet, which might be the case. I don't know. I'm I'm too much of a gentleman to ask a question. But I would imagine if you had just Uh, gone through a breakup. Yes, I would imagine... If you'd just gone through a tormentful, long breakup, the last thing you'd be thinking about. Um, I think that rebound sex is more of a male thing. Yeah, it is not even on my mind, even a little. Okay, so listen. So he's happy. (laughs) So that's good. (laughs) So he's happy as a clam. He's like, if I just can keep her in this perpetual state. (laughs) Yes, I can. I can. Okay. All right. Is this better? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Explain yourself, James. So I think that, like, live on the air, that Barb should lay down some guidelines that I have to meet over the next year and if I do we can potentially get back together alright well this would be hypothetical wait hold on Barb this would be totally hypothetical yeah uh huh I mean if you were even to engage in this line of questioning it would be hypothetical yeah but what I need him to realize though is that we've done this every single time I try to kick him out, and he's promised that, okay, just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And then he'll do it for a week. It goes away, and things get back to the way they were or worse. And this yeah, is, so this it's, cycle it's sens- has happened the same time. 
So, so essentially, so essentially, so essentially, what you're saying is, you would have to be a person that I know you can never be. Yeah. Or do you think you're you would have to make sacrifices that would take a course of a year for me to think that maybe you could turn things around? And again, this is hypothetical. Uh-huh. I just don't trust him at James. all. There's no. Chase. <laughs> 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 well, this is I should earn trust back. Well, yeah, but it would take what? it would take time and it would take effort. He said he could earn trust back. I'm, I know that. Yeah, I'm but always... he's trying to tell me that you can earn my trust back. You do something worse. Mm. Not anymore. Like. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how much worse things could get than the last time he betrayed your trust. (laughs) James, I'm sorry. This is kind of funny. You started it. It would be really, really hard to do worse than that. Um, But the thing is, how stupid am I? To continue going back to a man who breaks my trust continually. But you know, none of it was yes, done enorm- like. None of it was like done like. Um, what I'm looking for. Like with the malicious to hurt you or anything maliciously. It was just fucking stupid fucking decisions. Yeah, but the thing is, no matter what the intent was, you did hurt me. I know exactly, and that was that was my uh, that was my entire point of uh, making the analogy of the person who murders his family and says, "Well, I didn't do it on purpose." Well, you still did, you know. Right. So like, right? It's still there's still fun. So yeah. I could have murdered her. But so also, but also, oh this is, could be a learning tool. Listen, this could be this could be a learning tool for James, right? And whether or not you guys ever do get back together in the future, it's still building blocks for him to become someone that, you know, is less. And I think what it boils down to um, is kind of like a self-absorption to where he's okay with himself. So when he does something selfish, he thinks, why would you blame me for that type of thing? Right. Do you agree, Barb? Yeah. <laughs> I do agree. <laughs> this is too good for me. <laughs> I disagree highly. <laughs> okay, okay, well, defend what, what yourself. You yeah, bring it. Wait, what did you say again? Oh, my oh, God. My God. <laughs> I said that you, no, you, you, really uh, you probably... Okay, I would say that you're probably borderline narcissist. That doesn't make that doesn't make that doesn't mean that you hate other people, but you figure that whatever you do is okay because you're okay with yourself. And um, so, why would someone give me a hard time because I didn't do anything wrong? Because you're so narcissistic that everything you do wrong, you're you're able to immediately justify. And, and you know, yeah. and in the it's scheme of things, it's not that bad. I feel awful about some of the decisions I make. I feel like I feel like a huge piece of shit about them. 
I don't like make those decisions don't like not weigh on me. Yeah, but the, 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 her point is after she's got like five examples of this. So she says, well, it can't yeah. weigh on you that much because every time I bring you back, you do the same thing. And so how, so what evidence is there that anything ever weighed on you even from the beginning? And that's her conundrum in your relationship. And my point is, if, if for a year, if you keep doing the right thing, she might think differently. And I'm not speaking for her. But um, that I would just think uh, from a you know, psychological aspect that after a year, if you kept on actually proving that you could you know, uh, generate a normal lifestyle for yourself, maybe she'd be able to think differently about you. Also, maybe in the course of a year, she falls in love with someone else but you'll still be a better person at the end of that time. All right. right Barb? Until she falls in love with someone else. <laughs> well, so the thing is that that's a win-win proposition. For who? For both of you. Have you not been listening to what I was saying? Oh, you say it's win-win, so I'd be bettering myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. All right. So, so, like, what are some milestones that I should be hitting? Um, uh, Barb. I could not understand what he said. He said, "What milestones should I be hitting?" Like, in other words, we're, he's asking again. Um, hypothetically, if he were to prove to you that he's becoming a better man, what are the what are some of the milestones yeah. that you would expect in that period of time? Uh, I would expect him to take care of himself, pay pay his own rent, uh, keep up with his medication, um, keep up with doctor's appointments. Make an effort to, even though he has the worst memory in history, keep it mm-hmm. like a notebook even of the things that he needs to do to get his health and his life straightened out. Um, or tattoo his body like the to... dude from Memento. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, yeah. And eventually, I like I I would need to be paid back everything. Yeah. And okay. I well, need to have a like. I just the thing is that I don't trust him anymore, so I don't know how to how you can repair that. No. Yeah. That that's understandable. But I mean, you can. I think you can repair things like that over time. But he would have to do all those things, and it almost seems like it would be a remarkable feat for him to do that. But you never, never fucking yeah. count a man out. Never count a man out when he actually says that he is going to do something. And uh, James has done things in his life. Uh, he's had great stretches of achievement. So um, there's no reason he can't start another one now. Um, but my whole point is it doesn't mean that you're beholden to him. Right. The thing is, the thing that I'm thinking is that he's 
crushed every amount of trust and hope that I had in him. And he'd need to build that with somebody else and be that person off the bat with somebody else and show her that he can be that person. No. So you, so what you're saying is you want him to date someone before, or are you just saying it's absolutely over 100%, blah, blah, blah? My family will not accept him ever. They know everything mm-hmm. he's done. Yeah. And there's no way. There's no way. Like, there's a large part of my heart that loves him and is in love with him. And that's the part that hurts. But, like, you know, and I just made so many mistakes giving him another chance after another chance. And I don't know how long I need to do that for. Well, I know, but, like, if I go for, like, six months or a year or whatever, and I'm, like, I end up in that time, I pay you back everything I owe you. And, like, we go out to dinner occasionally or something and uh, maybe have sleepovers occasionally and just, like, remain in contact as friends with benefits. Um, that would be kind of cool. How How do I explain that to my family? I don't know, say every time he sees me, he gives me $100 or whatever. They know other things, though, James. It's not just the money. I don't know. I mean, tell me the heart wants what the heart wants. Can 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 you think about it this way? Think about your daughter as an adult. And think about your daughter dating somebody who did what you did to me to her. How would you feel about that man? I would want to know what was going on in his head that made him do that. Really? Yeah. Or would you just want to kill him? Well, I mean, I think it depends on how my daughter felt about him. I don't think you're being honest with yourself. I am. If my daughter was, like, madly in love with him or whatever, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I just hope he really does make her happy. She's not going to be happy with me if I break them off. Let's turn into a Dr. Phil episode. What? Let's turn it into a Dr. Phil episode. I know. We can, we, I can, I'll hang up. It, I, it, we don't need to do this. Um, and you guys can go on with the show. But thank you. Um, and thanks, Red. That was nice. And I hope you get your 300 and whatever dollars back. Um, and I hope that your credit card isn't linked to anything else that James has. Just this. I think Brett's gone. You think? 
Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I had you muted. I'm sorry. Listen, um, this is the last thing I have to say. And it's funny. I've been commenting the entire time, but I've just been listening. And you are right, James. It's like a Dr. Phil episode. I want to take a piss. And I think for the last three minutes, I haven't even been on the air. But uh, the one thing I have to say, uh, Barb, is if James really were to turn it around, and again, this is all hypothetical, um, then your family would figure out a way to reintegrate him into your life because they would see that you're happy and blah, blah, blah. And it happens across the fucking country every day, a million times a day. It's just familial drama. And that's what they're, they hate him right now because they see the pain you're in. But if something were, if you guys were to reconnect, if he did all the right things, you'd be fine with the family. But like, other than that, I mean, it's a, it's a question of time. If James decides he's going to do something, I think he should try to be a better person for you. If uh, in that time you've moved on, then you've moved on. But again, I'm just like beating a dead horse. It would be a win-win for everybody because then James might have something to offer to another girl. You know? Right. Well, I mean, ultimately, I just want James to be happy. And I want him to be healthy, and I want him to take good care of himself for himself and his daughter. Like, those are the things I want for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I have a lot to think about. I can't make any – I can't make any promises tonight. And nobody's, no one's asking you to make any promises. I, anything I was talking about was hypothetical. Yes. And I think you're a fucking saint oh. for having uh, lived with James for this amount of time. Uh, but we've, we've both known him for a lot of years. He's got a lot of downfalls, but he also has a lot of um, – he's fun to be around. Let's not, uh, you know, beat around the bush. He's fucking fun to be around. Um, so He absolutely – and I miss him. I, I absolutely miss him. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Bob. All right, let me stop bringing uh, your show. <laughs> no, you didn't. Actually, you, you, you made it because we're just going to wrap up here after you hang up. Um, oh. But, yeah, thanks for calling in. And uh, it would be great also if you just called in occasionally um, to talk about things that weren't uh, involving your personal lives. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> okay, all right, that sounds good. All right, <laughs> all right. bye-bye. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. Bye, I love you. I <laughs> did you get it? I love it. James, did you hear that? What? Oh, when you were like, uh, bye, and you said, I love you, and then she just laughed. <laughs> but, I mean, what can you do? Okay, first of all, James, that was great, great stuff for about uh, half an hour. Uh, pardon? What did she say I needed to do? Oh, see, so you don't even remember. Well, nothing. She's, essentially what she said is just kind of act like yourself, and after a year she'll miss you and she'll take you back. That's what I got from it. <laughs> well, I can't believe that you put your fucking neck out on the line like that. Um, 
But uh, and I had to make fun of you because you deserve to be ridiculed. You know that, right? Yes. In this in this specific situation. But uh, what she did say was that what she needs to see is progress from you. Um, in how she, it's not even about you. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. It's not even about her. It's about progress and how you take care of yourself. Um, and over the course of a year, if you're taking care of yourself better, because I think what she's getting at is you have addiction issues that are getting in the way of your relationship with her. So this has become a very sober whiskey and weed podcast. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But, (laughs) but, uh, I, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Okay, and also, let's remember, uh, she should call in, and we can just talk about other things, not your relationship, because she's got a great voice. I love talking to her. But um, um, she, you hurt her feelings. The, the whole thing about it's going, you know, I can't trust him anymore, blah, blah, blah. That sort of thing actually can be repaired in a year's time. But she also said she wants to make sure that uh, you can support yourself and this and that. Um, so, you know, you already have your apartment. You're working as an Uber driver, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're, you got that. You're checking that off the list. All you have to do is keep doing that. Um, and... Uh, and also take a moderate amount of care for yourself is what she also wanted. And it seems to me right now, well, it seems to me right now, the biggest thing is she's shit canned you to her family so much that they hate you with a passion. And so that'll take time too to repair. If it is ever going to be repaired, but, um, that's what happens in relationships when they go sour is, you know, the girl goes home and, you know, cries to her parents or her family and they take the proper uh, position, which is, yeah, he's the biggest asshole that ever lived. But if you could, you know, prove that you weren't, then I think they could forgive you too. So like, I mean, the, the thing is, it's about, you not a, she just feels very taken advantage of James. What the fuck did you do? <laughs> like what? What was going on in those? How long were you together? I don't know, like about a year. A year, and in that time, like what huh? happened to where, to where she feels so taken advantage of? And by the way, you're the person who brought this whole thing into the show tonight. Whatever. Huh? We should wrap it up. All right. I'll tell you. Um, I'll give you a call right after the show, okay? That's uh, all right. Oh, my God. So now you're angry at me for bringing this whole thing into the show. Dude, I'm not angry at all. I'm just fucking sad. I don't feel like talking. I'm not angry with you at all, dude. All right, all right, um, I will. Okay. 
All right, so um, that was our, what are we calling it, weed and <laughs> whiskey and weed. That was the Whiskey and Weed podcast. <laughs> I think it was totally successful because it was real family drama. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week or in the next couple of days. Bye, guys.